0: Can you hear? Can you hear? Can you hear me?
1: Do you have earphones in? Oh, I should put the headphones in.
0: This is Wayne.
1: Hi listeners this is amy here with a quick disclaimer for today's episode a reminder to white people just realizing that that thing you did the one time was racist before you call up your black friend to apologize i encourage you to first sit with it interrogate your reasons for apologizing black people aren't here to help you feel better about racism get your motive straight think about accountability and think about what you are doing to make it right there's some excellent resources in our notes thank you welcome to my <laughs> racist friend a podcast about the messy parts of relationships that help us grow together i'm amy McKees.
0: and i'm don griffin so, so what are we going to talk about my old friend
1: <laughs> well i've been thinking about a few things this week mm-hmm. our last conversation stuck with me for I was, I was trying to unpack why it was so hard for me to take in the information that someone I loved was also racist um, or had done racist things. So it was a good practice for me in just listening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it spurned like lots of little threads of thought for me. And one of which is Trying to, like when we named this podcast, part of the idea was that I'm the racist friend. And we joke about that, but that, that's true. Like when I wanted to be able to, to model, like knowing, having enough self-awareness to know that racism is baked into me and I have to accept it in order to start working on it like if i walk around saying oh no no i'm not racist there's no way i could ever do anything racist whatever excuse we attach to it then we can't change right so i yeah. i wanted to 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 be the racist friend i don't want to be the racist friend but i do <laughs>
0: right for the and, purposes and, and of let this. let let everyone know that you came up with that you and kevin came up with that name <laughs> I wasn't like, oh yeah, I want to, I want to do a podcast with Amy, you know, my racist friend. That was all you guys. So, um,
1: who's the most racist person I can think of? Amy, I want to do a show yeah, I want to do it with Amy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think so, the concept. I think you're right. The concept that anyone can be racist. You know that we have racist friends. That a society. It. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's built in. It's built in. And and. It's not partially my fault because I don't think we have ever been at a place, we as African-Americans have ever been at a place where we can speak freely about racism that's just built in. We just kind of have to hold our tongue and live with it. So it's not our fault that we we haven't been able to say anything. But I think me and you having these honest conversations is Mm -hmm. where I hope other people are headed to so that we can't you you, how are you going to know what's racist if no one tells you
1: right it's not just being able to explore what's what's racist and what might be hurtful and and why it's also because of the conversations we have about it an opportunity to to really feel it like for me this is a lot of this has been about integrating the you know, the cognitive intellectual piece of it and the feeling part of it. Mm -hmm. And we need both of those parts to be working in order to make useful change. I think so.
0: And you know what? I think people get the wrong idea uh, about when they hear African-Americans like Black Lives Matter, when they hear us complain about the situation. It's coming from a place of love. I, I don't think people understand that, that it's it's like you're basically we're basically saying you know what we love it here not not that we can go anywhere else but we want to we want to live in harmony with everyone and the only way that that's going to happen is if we we as a family talk about our problems and then try to fix it like it's never going to get better if we don't try to fix right if i'm not if i'm pretending to be happy right Mm -hmm. yeah and it never happens happiness never really happens and so for us all to live together we have to be honest with each other
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that's how you build authentic relationships
0: Mm -hmm. and we've talked about john hughes while while we're at it we've talked about john hughes before haven't we
1: yes we have talked about john hughes before
0: (laughs) i just i I just want to let you know he's racist too so (laughs)
1: Right. <laughs> I don't care. I, I care for for the movies and for you. I don't like it. It's not going to complicate my life.
0: I know movies. it's not. It's just <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's just one of them things that that white people of our generation really, really love, and they're like, "God, it's so great, John. You, oh my God, Paris, yeah." Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I'm I, sitting there going, uh, "I liked it." And I really liked it until I was watching it with my child. And he's like,
1: there's no yeah. black
0: people. I'm like, there isn't any black people. Yeah, yeah I'm anyway. pretty sure
1: there's an, there's an episode where we talked about the breakfast club. Did we? too. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. So there's a, I'm just going to list the little bits and then we can see okay. how they come together. So there's the bit about learning to just, for, for me in particular, to just sit with it. And to resist any urge that I might have to persuade you to change your mind or even in my inner dialogue to make sure that what I'm telling myself is shut up and listen, like really listen. So there's there's that piece. And another thing that has been sort of brewing in my thought is the different places that people are on the road to awareness. And I think these all go together because you talk about on the one hand someone being completely oblivious to the fact that they're saying racist things like I I think the person that you were talking about last time would would really be surprised. Um unless it's I don't know, maybe not, but I I think I don't know. I don't know anything. I think no, are- no,
0: I mean, you might be you might be right. I mean, there's other things that 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 was just one example. Well, I know
1: I have an example that I want that I'm going to bring up at some point.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: Yeah, because I did a lot of thinking after that. But the other, the like, we're watching this uh, documentary called America to Me, and it's uh, it's on Showtime, I think. It's on one of those, one of the fancy channels, and. stars maybe i don't know but it's it's in some suburb in chicago and it's a it's like a year and it's uh maybe 2015 2014 it's like before trump got elected um and it's just as a lot of the black lives matter stuff is is taking off and people are it's becoming more mainstream that people are starting to hear that and it's following the lives of these black kids in school in high school and also teachers and they're teachers that are like like seriously there's more than one teacher who says things like well i read a book by a black person (laughs) and i understand how to relate to these kids and watch this and then he they they go and they say like something that gives me the kind of cringes that like go all the way down to my toes, like some like awful thing oh where either the, the teacher's like trying to use hip vernacular somehow okay, <laughs> or like, like, or, or saying something like, you know, these kids just can't really learn. It reminds me of what you talked about when you talked about your teacher saying, I just don't know how to teach this kind of kid. And these are teachers that I'm sure think of themselves as progressive and definitely not racist, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: I I think they don't even understand how, what it would be like to call themselves an anti-racist. So
0: you you, you know what, here's the thing, I guess if you really think about it, no one thinks that they're racist. Even clans members don't think that they're racist. They don't think that that's racism. They they think that that's some kind of white pride or white power. Like they don't are survival. No one yeah. says that they're no. Everybody will tell you that they're not racist.
1: Right. No one wants to be racist. I'm sure your real estate buddies. I I made the mistake of searching one of them and looking on his
0: page. I told you <laughs> after right. Our it's- our it's absolutely absolutely (laughs) frightening
1: it was really awful
0: it's uh, absolutely frightening
1: yes um and even
0: even one of my mentors even one of my mentors somebody that i consider oh is is yeah
1: they're probably one of our biggest fans
0: no, not at all, because the woman that he's <laughs> marrying
1: actually called
0: me a racist once when oh I are you like Obama. racist
1: against white people
0: i am i am I'm one of those
1: <laughs> you asshole
0: <laughs> i'm trying to I'm trying to incite riots. I think that's what you said and that's who he's married, so I just
1: oh great yeah, so anyway, people are at very different places on their journey. <laughs> and no one thinks that they're racist and we have this idea that to say someone is racist is to say they're they're really pretty evil like it's a it is a significant to a lot of people it's a a really mean thing to say you're racist and i think that that is a part of the problem A, a lot of people would agree with the sentence racists are bad people or only bad people are racists. Mm -hmm. And that means that when you call someone out for racist behavior, you are calling them a bad person. And I'm not saying that racism is good by any stretch of the imagination. I'm saying that if only bad people are racist, then no one's going to be able to see their own racism because no one thinks they're like a really bad person.
0: Yeah. I I think if somebody asked, look, if there was a survey and it said, is racism bad? 100% of the people, you know, 90% of the people would say yes. If you ask those same people, is racism a problem in the United States? They would, uh, you know, half of them would say, no, it's not.
1: No, it's not. That's, or- that's
0: the problem. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or it's only a problem uh, in the South or it's only a problem with a certain percentage with, you know, certain people, but it's not like a widespread problem. Mm -hmm. That, that is making our, our conversations and our journey difficult. And another conversation I've been having this week is about how to talk to people who don't believe that they are racist, people who really want to help. And I can think of some people that were in my life when I was a kid that were like extreme do-gooders, like would do anything for anybody and were always kind and probably you know, had a goal of of helping other people. Like when they got up in the morning, they were like, I wanna help people today. Who also, if you said, do you wanna put a Black Lives Matter sign in your yard, would say, oh no, honey, all lives matter, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I've got like this imaginary amalgam in my head of these people. And if I were to go to them and say, you know, it's really racist to say all lives matter, get with it.
0: Yeah, no, that's not gonna work.
1: Um, it's, it's not gonna work, but there is no world where i think it's reasonable for people of color to have to defend their existence or their lives in that way to to have to defend black lives matter to have to explain it to people who don't get it i don't want that for you i don't want that for i don't actually think it's that much of a conundrum what i think it means is that that's the job of white people and that one thing that is tempting to do is to not address racism because it's uncomfortable. And we don't like to be uncomfortable. And we're all tied up in the idea that if we call, if we tell Uncle Bob that that's that's a racist thing that he said, that that is the same as calling Uncle Bob bad. And so we don't do it. We need to find a way to have these conversations and to keep having them because it may not take the first time. Honestly,
0: Amy, it's so hard. I mean, if yeah. a black person is telling someone, "Hey, that's racist," and they want to argue with you about whether or not it's racist, and that's where we're at. Yeah, it's it's we're we're at that place where you tell someone, "Hey, guy, don't do that blackface. That's a really bad thing." No, it's not.
1: <laughs> I know a black dude. you
0: you're gonna lose <laughs> your job if you but I'm going to double down and I'm going to post that. But dude, you're a a high school teacher. I don't (laughs) care. I'm going to do it.
1: I'm going to do it. I'm going to show you. Maybe we need to develop some kind of an app that can sense if you're about to double down on something. Like in any time you're about to double down, it would say, Hey, you are now cut off from other people for five minutes so that you can consider what you're about to say. I'm going to give you an example today. (laughs) Are you? Okay.
0: (laughs) So it was, it was a, a thread on Facebook where, you know, I've talked about, you know, someone had said, hey, Barack Obama, you know, he had eight years to go ahead and stop racism and he never did. And, and then so they went to the conversation, oh, he divided it more, and all this other stuff, and I said, hey, institutional racism has always been here it's going to be here for a lot longer, and it's going to take several generations to correct it, and they want to get into the whole thing like you know institutional what what is institutional racism Don we don't what see even it. is that yeah what is it <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't exist, and all this other stuff so they go through I'm ignoring them forever and then I I get you know I'm in I've ignored them for about a week because it's just stupid it's like continuous just doubling down on whatever and then this one guy says hey you know uh you know the Irish you know I'm Irish my people you don't see me
1: complain oh, the Irish thing
0: yeah you, know, you don't see me complaining you know uh we were slaves too and blah 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 and we don't get special treatment something like that right and so I went yeah. ahead and put that there's an article. I think New York times had an article today or yesterday. And I just went ahead and, and, and put that in there. And you know, yeah. You know what he came back to me with?
1: He called you a racist.
0: No, he said fake news. (laughs) And that's all he said. Fake news.
1: And everybody gave him a
0: thumbs up. If it doesn't agree with them, then it's fake news yeah if you're, if you're black and you're telling them that it's racism you're a liar mm-hmm. you know and i think maybe all the things that we're trying to answer are very hard answers there there really are no answers it's just question. Right. but i don't know amy i don't know how you can i don't know how it's, you can stop people
1: i believe that returning to the conversation particularly with people that you love and returning to it and returning to it and finding ways to anchor what you're saying in your own experience so that they can't argue fake news and finding ways to communicate i love you and this is wrong like both those things can be true and i you know i think there's also other things going on at that time too i think you've got schools that say this is unacceptable behavior like In the documentary America to me, you know, you could have there were opportunities in there for the school board to step in and to have better policies. And they didn't because they're like racism. What we're not racist. We don't need that kind of policy. And so, so I'm not saying that the only tool in our arsenal is love. (laughs) Right. There's more. But I kept thinking like I was thinking about I don't know how to do this next part without so all right so we're, i'm also doing a, a book club about maureen's book and one of the okay. really funny things that happened and i real someone said something and i was like oh my gosh that is exactly a thing that i do too where you say something and you realize as you've said it that it's possibly offensive or racist and you sort of hope that maybe it wasn't or the person didn't notice or the person thought you meant something else and that that you can just get by with it and maybe it didn't really happen. Mm -hmm. I I just started imagining how I have done that. And I was able to come up with a specific example of my own. And so, and this is from our high school experience. Okay. (laughs) I think the, the prize that we gave you at the end of my senior year.
0: Oh, was extremely racist. That was extremely
1: racist. And I didn't see it then. I didn't see it. I thought, well, I thought a funny person is saying it. A funny person that I really like. Mm -hmm. A famous
0: person now that I think about it, right?
1: Yes. (laughs) And, And Don is laughing.
0: Eh, cuz that's all I could do. I mean, and you guys are seniors and I'm a freshman. And Yeah. You're talking about the
1: Yeah, so I'll, gave, I'll I'll own it. You can
0: you can you can tell you can say what you gave me.
1: Um what we did was we gave you a this I th- probably a crappy looking sole of a shoe. Mhm. Because you were the only black person is, is what the award said who couldn't dance, who had no soul as far yeah, as dancing. So you
0: goes. so you gave me the bottom of the you cut off somebody cut off the top of a shoe and gave me the soul. Yeah. So that now I had soul. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 There's so much shit. I, I mean, I forgot about that. I mean, not really until you mention it. But I mean, God, yeah, that was, it was, it was, uh, because that was actually given to me at an awards banquet. There
1: was, it was at a banquet. Yeah, Yeah, it
0: was. It was at the bank, at a banquet in front of uh, the whole band and.
1: Your family their was probably parents. there, weren't they? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, par- everybody's parents and yeah, yep yeah damn yeah that was embarrassing
1: i'm so sorry
0: that's okay It's,
1: it's not and it's okay like and i don't have to feel better about it and you don't have to take care of me
0: no it was shitty now that i think about it i mean but yeah but i mean god
1: And I thought, and that was just
0: sort of a casual racist thing that was. I know, but that's why I try to make more than just about every single one of you.
1: (laughs) Well done, you.
0: (laughs) I mean, I mean, mean, shit like that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, that's some bad. that, That is some terrible, terrible shit. Yeah. But that's something that you would see in a John Hughes movie and everybody would think that was so cool.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And in and, and actuality, the guy we're talking about is, was kind of like, um, he was like a Ferris Bueller. Now that I think about it, he was, he was you know, he's funny and nerdy, but funny and popular and not like you did it by yourself, It's not like we're, that that you're the peanuts, that we were all the peanuts and we just had one teacher that can't talk. There was adults that were in the room laughing, the parents. Oh, everyone laughed. If If you think about it, you had hundreds of people there and not one went home and told their kids. Hey, that was racist. Hey, that was racist. Hey, that was hurtful. Hey, not one, not one. I think my parents probably, as I recall, I think my parents were like, "Hey, how did you feel about that?" You know, I think about it. I think they were they were upset, and they were probably mad that, because I was like, "Oh, they're my friends." Like. They, they're my friends don't it's no big deal like they're they're just my friends they don't they didn't mean anything by it oh i thought it was funny haha yeah but you know i was conditioned to laugh at stuff like that i was conditioned to laugh Mm -hmm. when the national g when when we were in social studies class and someone would say there's your mom when the you know topless black women were on the screen i this is high school shit i had to laugh at that and laugh it off and say oh you guys are stupid so you guys doing that that little set thing uh i mean yeah i wish i wish older don griffin could go back and and help younger got don griffin to tell everyone at the time like this is the dumbest thing that you, one of the dumbest things that you will ever do and you should never do it again. I wish I could have done that.
1: or well, I could do it. Cause I could, you know, tell myself as a white person and the other white people, do you, are there, I, hey, I, don't, don't do this. But a- Amy, here's the thing. I mean, it's, it's, it, you know,
0: you guys were my friends, right?
1: We loved you. Like it wasn't uh, like I, really, I,
0: I know, I know you did. I know, that's what I'm saying. It, but it was, you know, um, it was a love but it not, wasn't necessarily a love of equals, you know?
1: Uh, well, we didn't, like I, I can say for myself, I didn't really, particularly in an instant like that, I certainly loved you and thought you were just a great kid. I got to say that because I was so much older. You were two um, years, yeah, three years older.
0: <laughs> God.
1: But yeah. I didn't really see you, right?
0: I know. I get it. I mean, you know, I I forgot about it until you mentioned it. I forgot how heartbroken I was when that happened until now.
1: Well, I'm sure there are lots of things like that that you just have to put away, that over the years you've had to put away.
0: You have to put them away. To survive, you have to, for my psyche, right? Mm -hmm. Also, that's kind of my, what I say is my superpower, the, the ability to things, bad things that have happened to me have prepared me. For who I am now as a as a man and as a father, as a business owner, right? It's given me strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I mean, I I I'm happy. Not happy that things like that happen to me, but I just think it's helped me be that protector to make sure that that doesn't happen to. I try to make sure that doesn't happen to anybody else whether it's my kid or whether it's another black kid or whether it's another white kid, you know, just, it gives me, it gives me the ability to care about others that are separated. And how my son has done a much better job than I have on that.
1: At, at, at what?
0: At empathy, at making sure that people are not treated that way, feeling how, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Be, having the ability to feel how others might feel. To put himself in someone else's shoes like that and say, "I don't want this to happen." Yeah. So I'm not trying to beat you up. I hope you know this,
1: right? Oh, I know. I know, and I like part of my worry in bringing it up was that you would be that you would work too hard to make me feel okay about it because I I don't think that's necessary. Like I know that you and I have a good relationship right now, and Mm -hmm. that even the fact that I've done boneheaded things. I can at, at the very least I can demonstrate that I'm learning
0: hmm when I think of my high school years though if your class had not taken me on as one of the crew <laughs> I mean you know yeah. I mean I'm a freshman and I'm hanging out with seniors you were really cool I was okay <laughs> uh, no, I was actually pretty damn cool. I admit you were
1: you were. <laughs> <pretty cool. laughs> oh my god!
0: No, I'm just saying. I that, no, that was freshman or sophomore year. I can't remember, but
1: I feel like it was your what? sophomore year. It was when we yeah, were it was seniors. a sophomore
0: year when you were seniors. Yeah, but I, I, you know, what I'm saying I hung with you on all my all my good friends came from that class, and so that yes, that was kind of embarrassing, but. I got over it man i'm
1: I'm glad that you did, but that's what when I sat down to think, okay, so Don is saying this, and I know that he's talking about a pattern he's not talking about one single incident you know in our in our last show because I know you and I also know reality and uh mm-hmm. most of the time, and so i you know I sat with it thinking this is this is a pattern I- of how we were.
0: And yeah, but it wasn't. You know what I'm saying. You were kids. Gosh, I darn it.
1: Well, right, and they're kids now, and and but I think that is part of the. And it was really hard for me to say, "Okay, I'm going to say this out loud on the show," because I'm really embarrassed by it.
0: Um, I am so sorry. How long has that been with you? <laughs>
1: well, actually, there was an early show and i almost said something when we were remembering things that happened and i suddenly was like oh oh shit! don't say that and 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 then i thought well maybe he doesn't remember (laughs) I,
0: i you know i love you for remembering that i love that you that that sat with you for years not not that it's i hate that it said that, that it it bugged you. the fact that that actually bugged you i I love you for that well, you know so it, it, if my life had not turned out to be the way it is right mhm i mean i did i did okay i yes, I, you married did. The, I married the homecoming queen I married what? you know what i'm saying i, I did okay <laughs> right yeah i mean that's the that's the thing my wife is all when i watch movies i am always for the longest time i would empathize with the 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 guy that was the loser right <laughs> i would I've, i i always do and my wife had to say she's like why do you do that i'm like what do you mean <laughs> like that's not you this is like you're this guy you're the other you're and, and, and it's okay to be, it's okay to not be the underdog all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think yes. I was at one point in time and you don't have, you, you, people need to know that that's not a black thing. That's not a white thing. That's just what well, you do not always have to be the underdog.
1: Yeah. You don't have to stay where you are. You don't. Even when you're stuck, you can, yep. my difficulty you know, and, and talking about it has to do with this whole racism means a bad person, or even like maybe our idea that bad is an unchanging thing to be like, if you're a racist, then you can never not be a racist. And, mm-hmm. and I actually think that's sort of true. Like we, we can work at being anti-racist, but we can't, I, I don't think any of us in this society in this lifetime are going to get to a place where we can really say, I have now shed all the vestiges of my growing up in this society. I think that where I landed this week is that we have to have uncomfortable conversations. And that one thing I would love to talk about in a, I I think we're going to have an episode like just dedicated to it is how to have some of these conversations, like some ideas of how to have them in a way that is useful in a way that's useful and and firm i, I keep going to jane nelson like being kind and firm <laughs> mm-hmm. so anyway how to talk to white people about racism maybe not, not just that
0: a lesson on how can we both talk to each other how can the black person have that honest conversation with their white friend? because we're not the only black and white friends Oh, right? absolutely, there, right. There's a lot of, There's a lot of folks out there that they don't... Amy, we've known each other for how many years? 30? Five. What? 30. 35? 35, probably. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I was even... I was like, oh, no way. I forgot even, you were that you know, old. I, I haven't even <laughs> been alive for 35 years. Uh, <laughs> you know... Uh, How could that be possible? I mean, but but we've known each other for that long, and that's the first time we've ever had that conversation, that difficult conversation. Yeah. So, how many other people of color not even God, not even people of I have a friend that came out to me, Mm -hmm. I have a couple of friends that have came out to me. and 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 when I think about what I said to them, I I, I probably need to apologize. You know what I'm saying? There, there's there the so people that that I think we all have to start having these hard conversations with each other. You know, to ask yeah. how do you feel? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I I do think we have to ha- have these conversations, and that's. And, and and part of this is I was imagining like how I could have this conversation with people that I love that might be involved in some of those conversations. Kevin asked, um, how do you two feel talking about this now and does it change the memory or inform what you can do with it. Wow,
0: Kevin. Jesus. Thank you, (laughs) Oprah. oh my god uh i mean i don't think the memory was changed i mean i, I think i had to bring it up it it, it had to be recalled in my memory because i had pushed it down so yeah. far sorry about that because it no it's it, we do that you know what i'm saying we do i think we all do that
1: um, oh absolutely
0: you know we all have the capacity it's a it's a response to hopefully get to where you want to get to it when you can actually live with it and Simbro. And, and,
1: but I, 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 what do you think, Amy?
0: What can we do with um, this?
1: It's, it's liberating to me to be able to not have to uh hope you don't remember <laughs> anymore. <laughs> okay. right? Yeah. I, I'll probably go over um,
0: relive living in my dreams tonight, but that's okay. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I probably won't have on pants when I have, when I have this dream, of course. But <laughs> yeah, I'll get over it. That's okay. That's okay. And, it wasn't.
1: But, but it, it also helps me think about how I can talk to my kids about it. And and it's useful for me in talking to other people about, listen, I'm not all knowing or like, I don't have it all figured out. I am a work in progress and,
0: oh my god
1: now that i think
0: about it i think he (laughs) meant i think that dude mentioned that at at one of the reunions remember he came back to a reunion maybe 10 years ago
1: yes i think it was actually a more recent reunion than 10 years yeah
0: and i think he's like do you remember when i gave you that soul and everybody's like oh that was so funny yeah i remember that yeah i just kind of was like okay
1: yeah i forgot i forgot he did mention that He's proud of that. And at least for me, I'm, I'm feeling more committed and open and capable of having this conversation with the actual people and not feeling like, not being scared of hurting someone. Because I know it could help us. I could, it could help well, all of us grow.
0: I, I mentioned this before. Like, we only tell things to people who, that we care about. So that we can be a better community so yeah. if i didn't care about this person i mean i think that's what made me bad. because yeah. if i didn't care about this person i wouldn't it wouldn't bug me i wouldn't i wouldn't let that person know hey this like don't don't you know i know you're retired now but in the future please don't do this this hurt my feelings yeah you know what i mean yeah didn't hurt my feelings that hurt that hurt that particular incident Hurt my little sister's feelings. Right, who she absolutely adored, adored this this person.
1: Yeah, and again, one of the things I had to sit with this week is that I still love him a lot. Like I, Mm -hmm. and I hope for for better. I hope for improvement.
0: God, I had a hard high school. One day, I got kicked off the. I don't remember what happened. I, I was at band practice probably my senior year i had a situation where my grandfather had cancer and then my cousin was he had been shot in the head and he was he was you know he he died i guess i don't remember yeah it was a sucky year so we were we were doing our band it was a night you know a night practice and somebody said something i don't remember what it was the instructor was telling me to do you know something i don't even god i don't even remember but it wasn't me i was like i'm i'm not doing anything you know i i, I was a senior i was yeah i've been i was a smart ass before but senior year i'm being you know res, you know yeah I'm like holding my shit down right he said something like well just get off the field or whatever and so i just I, was, i was like fine i'm i'm gone i'm done like i'm done and so i i walked off and went home and I quit. I was like, I'm not coming back. I'm tired of this shit. He's always getting on me and, and he came to me and said, you know, you, you take things so well, you know, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings cause I, I did, I had a thick skin so he could razz me and I would laugh it off and I'd razz him back and you know, I'm a kid and you're treating me like a dude. And he said, say, you know, you're just so mature and you take things and everybody thinks well, our, when we banter, it's funny. And mm-hmm. like, but that's not me. I'm not your prop to make you cool to the rest of the kids. You know, I ended up coming
1: back. I think that speaks to like an entire pattern that the quote, like easygoing black kid has to endure.
0: Yeah. He's not the only teacher that said that. That's a conversation I've had with several teachers. Like, yeah, and I never, I never thought about that until we're talking right now. I never thought about that pattern. How I wasn't treated like a child.
1: Yeah, that's a pattern. That's part of the systemic racism.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I hadn't even thought of it until now, man. From that, here's the problem, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As, as much energy and time I gave you, four years of marching band, three years of ba- of jazz band, and mm-hmm. doing whatever the hell else you wanted me to do? So it wasn't like I was a dumpy musician. I mean, uh, I, no, uh-uh. I'm, a j- I'm a jazz I'm I'm a jazz man. I'm playing baritone sax. Yeah, and I'm good, and I'm good You're at it. Good, I remember. But to to do that to me, oh, the other thing. Oh, while we're at it, God dang it, the other thing that pissed me off. I'm in the top jazz band, right? Mm-hmm. Hard to get in the jazz band at the time, you know mm-hmm. that? Yep, hard to get in the jazz band. Jazz band, our jazz band was amazing, and I'm in the jazz band. So I'm in one of the probably top jazz bands in the the in the state. Mm-hmm. you know mark apple uh uh you, you understand what i'm saying but like, Yeah. like it was it, it, steve bradson on like we had, pete had will good people on, on, yeah put pete will Hyde on drums i mean come yeah on. i mean just badass yeah you know badass ba- band right so i'm in that yep i'm also in sounds of south sounds of south was the you know uh, yeah we we've, we've covered we're, that we're, yeah i know but we you know it's a, it's the best it, it's, a, it's, the yeah, time. it's one of the best, best, of the best. choir mm-hmm. best choir programs in the entire country at the time yeah. whether it was singing classical or also uh, uh show choir yeah show choir show choir right do you know that i'm the only person ever to be in both of those groups right
1: yeah
0: and never be elected into that stupid uh you didn't
1: get into the you know music thing? yeah I, I vaguely remember it and i'm sure i got in it
0: yeah everybody everybody that was a top musician in one of those they would elect them and you got that that award you it's like a sorority fraternity for yeah for musicians for top musicians and i went to Doobie, and he said well why didn't your mm-hmm. you, Why didn't your perfect choir director put you in that? And then I went to I went to Miss Whitten, and I was like, "Hey, I didn't get." And it's says, "What? <laughs> you, you, the band the band director never. You've been doing that for all those years. I just assumed I just assumed doobie would put you in it. Like, are you guys uh, kidding geez. me right now?" are you are you kidding me i mean i i i was just so hurt i don't know if that's racism i don't know if i don't know what that is but they both used me to death yeah and and but and but didn't respect me enough to you know to say yeah you're good i'm sorry we went off on a tangent
1: We did, but I think it it was all important, like, and that was, it was even more for me to sit with and to be like, okay, (laughs) we were in the same thing, and we had different experiences.
0: We did have different experiences. Yeah. And yet, those were the best experiences I ever had at school. Yeah. (laughs) Those were my, those were, those are the, those are the groups that, that I had. My best times in.
1: Yeah, that's something to, I'm going to be thinking about that.
0: So, anyway, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to leave with a downer.
1: That's okay. I think that happens. We're not in a place where we've got it figured out. And I think the more we can see it clearly, the more we can make change.
0: I can see that you're hurting from this, too, inside. Uh, I feel bad about that yeah you know um but i'm sitting on my porch (laughs) here in elm heights loving (laughs) it i may have to go polish my porsche later on (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know i'm gonna be yeah it does hurt but i mean we all have right? We all have things that happen to us in life. Now, the question is, what do we do with it? Do we do something positive and make sure that things don't happen to other people like that? Mm -hmm. Or do we take the negative and say, okay, I'm going to destroy everybody else just because I was destroyed too? what do we i mean that's that's what right we all yeah. Kevin. i know you have things that you that 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 hurt you amy same thing but they're what we do it's, it's what we do with those and how we help others yeah and i'm strong enough that's the thing i think god has made me strong enough to deal with this
1: yes yes you're right?
0: very strong and I know we, we you know, our kids are going to be good people because of this, because of the things that we've gone through and the lessons that we're trying to teach them.
1: Yeah. All well, right. Okay, guys. That
0: was, that was, uh, that was, uh, wow. That was, yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> so thanks for doing the work with me.
1: Oh, thanks for being so patient.
0: No, no, no. All right, guys. I'll see you. All right. This episode of My Racist Friend is a production of the Bloomington Center for Connection, an organization using relational cultural theory to promote social change through connection. This conversation between Don Griffin Jr. and Amy McKees, LCSW, took place at separate locations in Indiana on Wednesday, June 24th, 2020, and was edited for this podcast by Kevin McKees. Theme music lovingly sampled from Your Racist Friend by They Might Be Giants. Follow the Bloomington Center for Connection on Facebook and other social media platforms.
1: You and your racist friend. Oh, my pajamas just ripped. They're the only pants that fit me in a pandemic. And they just ripped up the butt.